0: This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 228, recorded on August 20th, 2015. T-minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, all three engines up and burning, 2, 1, 0, and liftoff, the final
1: liftoff of the
0: Home gadget geeks. We cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation—all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the Average Guy TV studios here in a beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska. Mike, we had some beautiful weather here in Omaha. It's almost like fall has come, right?
1: Yesterday was just about perfect. No, perfect, perfect. perfect of the day as you could have. Just
0: I walked outside expecting summer, and it's for at least temporarily, summer is gone here in Nebraska. In
1: I Wales. ate outside, and I was like, "This is great, it's
0: super nice." Of course, we. Host this show with world-class show notes each week out at TheAverageGuy.tv. If you have questions, comments, or contributions, you can contact the show. Send me an email, Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. Track me down on Twitter. Just add Jay Collison, and now call in those questions, and you can even call them in during the show. I'll monitor it tonight if you want to call them in and leave us a voicemail. 402 Four seven eight eight four five zero, and We'll play that right here on the show. Mike and I did that last week. We had four calls, and it was awesome. So give us a call during the show. We'd love to take it. Of course, the average TV is powered by Maple Grove Partners web hosting. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people you know and trust. That's just Christian. You know Christian. He's doing that. He's got space for you out there. Plans start at $10. MapleGrovePartners.com. Home Gadget Geeks is a part of the Geeks Network. Find the link to this show and many other great podcasts out at thegeeksnetwork.com. You can join us in chat, watch or listen live on YouTube, on Spreaker, on Mixler, find all the navigation, everything you need. There's no way you shouldn't be listening to this program by the way. We make every single available way for you to do it out at TheAverageGuy.tv. right, we have an interview. I want to get into it. Let's quick introduce Mike Wieger. Mike, welcome back to Home Gadget Geeks. Fantastic to be back. And uh, if you haven't checked out Suit and Scrubs yet from Mike, Mike and Hannah getting together, talking about their six months being married and all the things they fight over. It's pretty awesome, Mike. I'm not going to lie.
1: It's a lot of fun. Are,
0: you guys are doing a great job. We talked over about,
1: though, there's going to be one time where we're, one of us is in the doghouse after we record because we just went too far yeah. telling the audience uh, things. But, yeah, no, it's a great time. 29 cool. networkcom is where all of my stuff is. You can head over there. All right. Well, we, uh, we've got a special guest tonight. It's a podcast we've had
0: lined up for a long time and uh, this actually had homework. So hopefully if you haven't uh, if you haven't done the homework, head out to the show post for this. It'll be theaverageguy.tv slash HGG228, just the show number. And uh, I'll have the link to, to John's book. But Sir John Hargrave, John, thanks for coming on and we're excited about uh, kind of going through your book.
2: I'm so excited to be here, but I'm a little nervous because I didn't do the homework. Was I supposed to?
0: <laughs> well, you wrote the book, so I. Okay. I, I think I, I think we are good.
2: Is that maybe the teacher? Is that it? Am I giving the exam?
0: <laughs> you're You're going to yes. Oh, finally. A, everybody, oh, take know. out a piece of pa- a piece of paper, one in ten, <laughs> and uh, the quiz will be given by you. John, let's start with this concept of sir. Not everybody gets to be a sir, and obviously there's got to be a story behind that. So maybe start. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got that title.
2: Yeah, it's kind of a funny story. I wrote the Queen of England a few years ago, and I said, Your Majesty, I would like to be knighted, because I just thought Sir John Hargrave sounded so much classier. Don't you,
0: Yeah, Jim? this sounds good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it looked good on a monogram, on a pajamas. So they, uh, the Queen wrote me back. She said, I'm sorry, you have to do something noble or honorable. And I was like, well, that's that's a lot of work. <laughs> so, uh, I called up my local county courthouse and I found out you can go down, pay a small fee, you go before a judge, you can have your name legally changed. And so I, here I am today, Sir John Hargrave. Kind of a name hack,
0: if you will. I like it. Well, it's effective. It got me to ask you the question on the, uh, on the show and, <laughs> and so tell us a little bit about where are you from, some background, some of those kinds of things.
2: Yeah, so I uh, reside in Boston. I'm the CEO of Media Shower, the content marketing company, and uh, I'm the author of this uh, new book, Mind Hacking, which is all about reprogramming your brain to achieve the impossible. I'm excited to talk about that tonight with uh, with you and your listeners.
0: Yeah, no, very interesting book. Uh, you sent it to me, I don't know, about eight weeks ago. I began reading it. I think one of the things I was most impressed with is it was just really easy and interesting to read. One of the things that, one of the, the styles you brought in is a very tech, uh, kind of a tech-heavy example. You're talking about mind hacking, so that's kind of easy, and your background's in technology, but I appreciate you bringing in a lot of technology examples, and what we're doing? Did you have to do a lot of research to get those, or is that stuff pretty much just top of mind for
2: you? Oh, so much research, yeah, a ton of research, and I mean, it really is a book for geeks by geeks. I consider myself a a great lover of technology, and uh, the research really was on two fronts. One was finding good stories, and really it's an ode to all my favorite technology heroes like, you know, Steve Jobs and Woz and... Uh, Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison all these g- great legendary historic geeks but the other part was all the research so there's all this neuropsych research that um, we wanted in the book to make sure that uh, it has all the the grounding of science behind it so between the two there was a lot of research
0: yeah and so uh, there's a genesis to the book what was as you think about you know why what made you sit down and think about this and What was the Genesis concept that really got you going on this book?
2: (laughs) Yeah, so I tell the story in the first opening chapter, uh, but I was visited by the U.S. Secret Service at my home, and uh, I won't get into the story, I won't spoil the surprise, but but let's just say that when the Secret Service (laughs) shows up on your doorstep, it's probably a good sign that things aren't going so well in your life, right? Yeah. So uh, I realized that alcohol and drugs were at the core of this, uh, this problem that led the Secret Service to my, my home and that night I made a decision to throw away everything, throw away all the alcohol and drugs I had in my house. Most difficult thing I've ever done and in the process of doing that I found the most difficult thing was my mind and any of us who tried to make a change in our lives, change a habit, get healthier, exercise more, start a business. Uh, spend money more responsibly, stop procrastinating. We all know that our mind is one of the fundamental obstacles to overcome. And so I found if I was able to just concentrate on the muscle movement of throwing these bottles into the dumpster, not like putting my mind on hold and focusing on literally one step at a time, I was able to get through that. And that was my first mind hack, like a technique to control my mind. And over the coming years, uh, as I got and stayed sober, I really worked to develop a library of these ideas, again, grounded by science, and it's that collection of of hacks for your mind to change your behavior, to change your mental programming that that, uh, we list in the book.
0: One of the things that I started practicing as I was reading through the book, and you talk a little bit about ca- concentration, or or uh, kind of listening to what's going on inside your head as you're, as it's happening, right? Kind of yeah. capturing those thoughts, that programming is what you say, and and just taking then taking those steps, and like working out is hard for everybody, right? And yeah. and I'm I love to work out, but there are days when I just don't want to, and so I took some steps following what we talked about. It's it's just not thinking about the workout itself but grabbing my bag and walking out of my office right that was like the first like okay i'm gonna grab my 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 gym bag walk out of the office you know get in the fitness center change that's the next step and then not think about the total workout but one you know kind of one step at a time can you talk a little bit about that process as you think through of just getting started on something to... Yeah,
2: to- that's yeah, that's such a beautiful example. I, I love that. And, you know, an even easier step, if that's too much work, is when you get up in the morning, you put on your your workout clothes. That's it. There's a great book called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, and he talks about how to create positive habits. And he says you need a cue and you need a reward. So the cue is the thing that happens to remind you to sort of kick off the habit, and the reward is the thing that you do uh, after the habit. And you do those two things consistently. So just getting up in the morning and putting on your, your sneakers or your workout clothes serves as your cue. It just reminds you throughout the day you're more likely to exercise if you just have it on. And then if you reinforce it with a, with a reward and that can be something very simple uh, and uh, easy to implement consistently like a smoothie or a coffee or a shower or going to sleep, whatever it is, doing that consistently but withholding it when you don't do your habit i guess you can't really withhold sleep from yourself but you get the idea the right. cue and the reward kind of book in that habit and really make it stick
0: yeah one of the things i started doing uh, is purchasing uh, ch- like chocolate really tasty chocolate protein bars that i actually Excellent. staged at my desk
1: yeah right at work.
0: so we have a fitness center at work, and so it's easy for me to go downstairs and work out, and that was the reward, right? It's like, okay, and I just have a box, it's easy to buy on Amazon. In fact, I made it really easy to buy them, right, through the one click type thing, so when I would run out, it would be easy to order more so that I would never run out of those carrots, right? That was one of those kinds of things. So when I'm done, I always have a look forward to, okay, at least when I get back to my office, I've got this reward. Is that what you're talking about when you talk about- Brilliant,
2: yeah, I'm gonna have to use that one. And and then you don't get the energy bars, the tasty chocolate treats when you don't exercise. That's the other thing, is you can't give yourself the reward uh, if you don't do it, but you are always consistent with giving it to yourself when you do, and it's really powerful. So, so much of what mind hacking is about is just new habits of thought, like providing ourselves with good mental habits that lead to physical actions, like the things you're talking about, like working out more frequently. But it all starts in our mind. Our mind is like the, the operating system for our life. So, when we can reprogram or hack our mind, the rest of our life, our physical life, will follow.
1: This had me thinking for... I'm a law student going into my final year of law school, and I was always thinking Oh well, I'm not done yet, but but thank you. I was thinking, you know, over the lunch hour, just like Jim was talking about working out. A lot of times I would go out to my car and listen to podcasts. Cause that's what I love to do. Yeah. I was like, okay, maybe if I use this whole technique and just walk to the library instead and just sit there, maybe if I just sit there, I might, you know, open up a book and get extra reading done, extra studying done, and it, the whole "you are not your mind" thing, which is a very different way that I had never really thought about, just looking at the actions I take every day. So it got me thinking, and I I like that way of just the one step at a time. It was intriguing.
2: Yeah, I appreciate that. And this concept of you are not your mind is really fundamental. That's the first thing we talk about in the book. So you have to learn to develop this awareness of your mind. And the analogy that uh, I like to use is a movie theater. So I'm like a movie geek, and when I go into the movie, at the beginning of the movie, maybe you're like this, you're analyzing the movie, and you're thinking about like the... You know, the cinematography and the music and all that. And, uh, but then if it's a good movie, you get lost in it, right? Like that's the, that's the purpose of a movie is to get lost in it. Forget your boring life for a little while. And so uh, our minds are like that movie where we get so lost in our minds that when our minds start telling us stuff, we just kind of go along with it and we forget that we're like not – it's kind of a mental movie. Another analogy we can use is like being in super user mode. So, like you know, as we all know, you've got kind of your user access in an operating system, and then you've got admin access or super user access. And the admin access has all these like superpowers that a normal user doesn't get. And that's what we want is like to be able to get to sort of that admin level role of our own mind, so we can step back for a second and say, "Wait a minute, here's what's going on in my mind." Like a programmer looks at code and say, all right, I don't like the way this is running. I can see there's bugs here, and then reprogramming that to make, make it better.
1: And these, those are the stories. That is why... So I got through section one. I, I just got to the end of the analyzing section. Mm-hmm. But those are the stories that you... The way you wrote the book, it was such a fun... Um, not an easy read because it was intriguing, but almost like it was just... It, it grabbed you, and like, you were in it. Like the whole NASA story at the beginning of the analyzing section. What kind of art you to write it in that way with those stories and those explanations instead of just more of a scientific here's the facts sort of book
2: yeah well I appreciate I appreciate that feedback Mike that's really uh, kind and you know my theory is that uh, if you're writing something that is kind of a self-help book what I didn't want is uh, like most self-help books have like um, you know flowers or like galloping horses on the cover <laughs> that- you know i didn't want i did not want a silhouette of the buddha did not want that but i wanted something that like would appeal to somebody like me like a very geeky you know technical person but also have good stories like be fun to read and enjoyable so i wanted it to be like a user manual for the mind But I also wanted it to be a real pleasure to read at the same time because we can get very sort of uh, philosophical when we start talking about the mind. It can get very esoteric and it can sort of lose grounding with like, well, what does this mean for me? And what I really wanted to do was say, here's how you can use these techniques techniques that are actually proven by science. Here's how you can take this stuff and actually make it work in your life, and here's the exercises that you can take home and do and use it to reprogram your thinking.
1: Well, I'm a huge Apple fanboy, so you had me at Wozniak and the Apple One. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's You're some good, uh, right in.
1: There's some good right jobs
2: in. and was stories in there oh, for yeah. sure.
0: John, you use an app in this, you know, you kind of, it's a book, uh, I mean, it's an e-book that you can download. It's actually available for free right now, right? I mean, I can put this link on my site in the show notes. It's still available for free? Folks can just download it and read it?
2: Yeah, that's right. So we're trying an interesting experiment with this. It's going to be published by Simon & Schuster in January 2016, available in bookstores everywhere, and you can pre-order your copy at Amazon now. It's a really beautiful book. But at the same time, we've made uh, the digital version available for free in the spirit of open source software. So you can get that right now at mindhacky.ng.
0: And we'll throw that in the chat room when we do that. No, it's definitely a geek's book. I mean, I think my audience, when when I started reading this, I thought, oh, my audience is going to love this. They are very geeky when they think about it. When we think about the loop, you know, we're writing code and we think about the loop, What's the role, you kind of talk about concentration and addiction, and, and what's the role those kind of play in when we think about our brains and they're running through these loops? First talk a little bit about the importance of concentration, and then can you bring addiction in there? Because I think a lot of us struggle with that.
2: Yeah, yeah. so concentration training is uh, probably the most important discipline or habit to get into our our lives. So we talked about the you are not your mind, the awareness, but then next is concentration training. We call it Jedi training in the book because I think there actually is a lot of similarities between the way we approach it and the way Luke Skywalker learns it uh, in Star Wars. But basically there's an exercise. You may know it as meditation or mindfulness, but you spend 20 minutes in the morning. Uh, You spend the first few minutes uh, focusing on the breath And then the rest of the time, focusing um, uh, on your breathing at the nostrils and really trying to keep your mind focused, concentrated, just on your breathing. We gamify it, so we say when your mind starts wandering and you notice your mind wandering, because that's the trick, when you notice it wandering, you give yourself a point so we call them awareness points, and then you just redirect it back to the breath, and you keep track of your points, so you keep score, and then you keep a log or a journal, and there's an app that goes with the program, so basically you keep track of your scores from day to day, and by doing that, by gamifying it, we turn what, you know, in traditional meditation is kind of like a Uh, you, you feel badly when you notice that your mind is wandering but here you get that little dopamine hit so you get a little burst of pleasure that oh, I noticed my mind is wandering and now I can bring it back that's the fundamental skill because when we notice Uh, our mind wandering and bring it back. In that moment, we're realizing, okay, I'm not my mind. Again, I'm the programmer of my mind. I'm the developer here. I'm not like in the program. I'm actually outside of it, and I can control it. And it's hard (laughs) because I don't have much practice at it yet. But as I keep doing it, I learn, and I get better, and I get more skillful at that. That's what concentration training is all about.
0: And how is that? Uh, certainly, because it's in an app, you guys have some telemetry on what folks are doing. I'm not talking about digging into their information, but uh, how's that going? Are people using that? Are you seeing readers using that with success and keeping track? Because that was for me, that was a little bit of a challenge. Just like, oh, I got to get my phone. I got to practice. I'm mean, practicing. Concentration is hard. Are yeah. you seeing? Do you have any good success stories from folks uh, writing in with you on that?
2: Yeah, so we're using this app called Coach.me, coach.me, and I'm just a huge fan. So they've basically created a platform which you can use to improve yourself. And you basically join communities of people who are trying to accomplish the same goals, and it's everything from exercise more frequently to drink more water to, you know, write a chapter of my novel a day. And uh, so our whole platform is based on this app and they give you a lot of data and insight into what the community is doing Um, and it's been really rewarding to watch the uptake from all of our mind hackers this community that's growing uh, bigger every day but it's also really great because you can give each other shout outs and you can you know sort of high-five other members of the community so you've got this built-in you know group of people who are all trying to uh, accomplish this goal of learning mind hacking together so it's awesome.
0: Yeah, it was, for me it's been a hard part. I need to revisit that. I got in, I got signed up, I, I need to revisit and, and kind of practice it again. Because it was one of those things, I got and then it was gone, you know? And, and it's definitely not, I, I get the as I read through the rest of the book, I got this feeling, it's not really a one and done, right? This is a book really <laughs> written, it's a manual kind of, of things to keep going with, right?
2: Yeah, so it's a 21-day program. Uh, which we have laid out at the end of the book, and the app walks you through that 21-day program. But at the same time, uh, you know, it is a uh, mastering our mind is, is a challenge that, that lasts a lifetime. It's a little bit like learning programming, like you can probably learn the fundamentals of a language in 21 days and gain proficiency with it and enough to start working on some serious projects. But to really become a master, you know, it takes uh, ongoing practice. But at least you have that structure to get you started and to keep you motivated to get through that initial learning curve, the most difficult part of, of, uh, of learning anything
0: new. Did you, as you were working through the book, what kind of journey was this for you? I mean, did, did it affect you personally? Did you come out the backside different than you were coming in the front side before you started the book?
2: Yeah, totally. I really did. I mean, I, it, when you write a book like this, uh, you come, you know, the best way to learn something is to teach it to someone else. And if you're writing a book about it, you have to go so deeply into it that, you know, when you come out, you have a much broader understanding uh, of of this than when you started. So, yeah, absolutely. And I feel for me it was kind of, you know, uh, <laughs> like finishing the last few chapters of the book, I read this great essay by uh, Nikola Tesla, which was, uh, I think it was called... Uh, Harnessing the Human Energy Field, and it was this huge uh, essay that he wrote for this monthly magazine uh, toward the end of his life, and it was about all the things that he wanted to still do and invent to improve humanity. And it was so inspiring, and I really, you know, I felt like there's another whole book just in that. So that's, the kind of book kind of ends uh, at, at this magnificent essay that he wrote and some of the concepts that he explored in there but I think that's the next chapter for
0: for the next book no good you're already building in a sequel Uh, Michael Ray asked out in chat how well would this work with folks that have ADHD and focus problems
2: yeah very well very well so there's a a lot in the book about um, ADHD and about training concentration And I think that lack of focus is one of the great issues of our time, and especially for those of us who um, are geeks and live a digital lifestyle. We are inundated with distractions. So that's your Skype chat requests, your instant messages, your text messages, all the email lists that you're on, and so forth. And all the research shows that multitasking is a myth. the, every, every task you add to your already overloaded cognitive processes <laughs> means you do every one of those tasks worse. And so a lot of what we recommend in the book is consciously crafting a lifestyle to simplify those digital distractions. So in other words, turning off your Skype chat request and you know setting your uh, messages to vibrate and unsubscribing from email lists. We call it the one hour investment, taking an hour to just shut down as many of those things as possible permanently. And all the research shows that when you do that, you're able to focus larger blocks of time on the things that really matter, on actually getting deep uh, focus into specific tasks that you need to get done without this Kind of constant bombardment of interruptions that cause that rapid task switching, that uh, that certainly exacerbate your ADHD. Can I use that word, exacerbate? I don't want to offend. No, you're, <laughs> good.
0: you're good. Yeah, no, you know, I I um, we got a really busy weekend and week coming up. I'm preparing for a whole long week summit that we're having at work and. Got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of things coming in. And this this week, it was funny, um, on our Facebook group, I somebody was talking about the myth of multitasking or that you could do it. And I had written in there, you know, same thing you said, multitasking is a myth, right? Mm-hmm. And yet one of the days, I think it was just yesterday, I was just getting hammered with yeah. Facebook and Twitter. I, social media is part of my job. And so it was coming in and I was getting phone calls and people were hitting me. And I had that moment where I was, I mean, I had to stop for a second and just like take a couple deep breaths and be like, I have absolutely, I'm overrunning the CPU at this point. I'm, I mean, physically, I'm taking it on. And there was some moments I, I, I kind of went back to the concentration exercises here to think, okay, let's, for a second, let's just try and block some things out, take some deep breaths, and let's, let's pull this thing back together. And you're right. Uh, the more you have coming in, the less you do. And I think a, a perfect example, I think we, we face all of that, you know, all those problems going in. And so there's some great helps in there, I think, uh, even in that first chapter of how to kind of overcome some of those and to come back to concentration, right? Because we have, we just get inundated with everything that's out there. One more question on the book, because I really want people to go out and dig into it, and I don't want to give away all the good stuff. There's tons. We haven't even talked about the good questions of chapter two that are in there that, that, uh, that I went through question by question. And it's funny, in the book, you say, write it down, I'll wait. (laughs) <laughs> and it's, and like, oh, I actually I should get a pen and a piece of paper, you know, and write things down.
2: It's hard, right? It's hard to go find a pen and paper and write things
0: down. Well, and I did. I got my book out, and I, I started. But it was it was one of those encouraging things to me. I was like, oh, he actually wants me to. Because sometimes you read books, and you're just reading them to just get through them, right? And you're like, go write. I'll wait for you. And uh, and so that was a good good encouragement to do that. One last question, though, I alluded to it up front. When we think about addiction, you talked about that brain cycle of when you were trying to get rid of those bad habits and you were yeah. dumping things out. When we think about the programming of our mind, how does addiction play into that programming? I mean, what is that component that just keeps it going over and over and over and over again?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a deep question. There's a lot of good stories about addiction in the book, and one of my favorite stories is, um, is about this book that was written uh, about 100 years ago called The Common Sense of Drinking. And this was the book that predated Alcoholics Anonymous and 12-step groups. And it was one of the first uh, guys, uh, Dr. William Peabody, who really tried to create a program to help alcoholics. And uh, I read this book as I was getting sober. It was a big help to me. And one of the things he said was, every morning... The uh, the recovering alcoholic should write down uh, a list of everything that he or she is going to do that day, including rest. Like if you're going to take a nap, you write it down on your on your list. And then uh, at the end of the day, you cross off everything on the list that you actually accomplished. So make a to do list and then cross it off. Now that seems kind of simple and obvious but what it did was the alcoholics were in this negative loop. The negative loop was one of like I feel terrible about myself so I'm gonna drink and then I'm gonna get drunk and then I'm gonna black out, I'm gonna pass out and then in the morning I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna feel terrible and that's gonna make me even feel more terrible about myself. So This is a negative loop constantly going on and what he's doing is turning it into a positive loop so it's like okay look at all these things that I wanted to do today actually positive and constructive in some way including taking the nap and then I cross them off at the end of the day so it turns it now into this positive beneficial loop now he's also got all these other things going on and he's got a lot of the mind hacks that we talk about in the book uh, And so there's there's habits of positive thought going on you're helping other people so that's habits of positive action so it's reinforced by a lot of these other things but the basic concept is that you're trying to turn this negative spiral back backwards and start to get it going in the positive direction and then gain momentum. So it's like a snowball or like a flywheel where you're getting more and more of that energy put back into your mind and into your life. And it works. It really works. That's what happened to me and I mean that happens to countless uh, addicts and, and alcoholics once they get sober.
0: Yeah, and Lopta says in chat, not just a loop, but a spiral. You mentioned that here just a yeah. second ago. They're a little bit, but either a downward or an up, upward spiral on that.
1: That's
0: um, right. It, uh, Jason, no. Let's see. Ray asked the question, so do you suggest scheduling email check uh, phases at work? In other words, specific times to check email and the schedule so that you're focusing on one thing at a time. And I know you got a bunch of tips in the book to do that. Yeah. But is that is that one of those things that uh, you recommend?
2: Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. I find it personally more helpful to schedule blocks of solid work. So in other words, schedule times of like, I'm going to accomplish this thing over this hour. Um, I, I believe in uh, this technique called three MIT, three most important things. I didn't invent it, but I find it useful. In the morning, you get in. In the morning, you uh, write down the three most important things, the things that are really going to drive your business or your life forward the ones that will really make the biggest difference. And then you do those three things first before you like check off all the busy work, like answering email and checking social media. Um, And then you use your social media and your email and all that kind of easier work as a reward for getting one of the hard things done. So that's how it works better for me is schedule the block of time, clearly define what that hard piece of work is, get it done without distractions and then go in and allow yourself time to just answer emails or whatever
0: yeah that's no that's good the guys the book is free right now I put the I have the link in the in the chat room as well as on uh, the show notes for this you should be down I mean there's lots of great tips in there uh, when we think about some of these things that we've been talking about here on the program and so so guys dig uh, dig deep into that John I want to talk a little bit about the writing process and not from a how did you write it? But the technology that you used a little bit, you're, you, you alluded to this in the beginning, but I want to dive in deep. If I'm an aspiring author, I'm thinking about writing a book. Everybody, I think, has a book in them. Don't you think that, that everybody's yeah. got a book in them? Yeah, at least one. At least one book, and I think I even got one. But um, what did you use as you, as you approach this from a technology standpoint? How did you go about actually writing the book using technology?
2: Well, we really wanted to make this uh, fun for developers and, you know, the, the geeks out there, your audience, you listening, um, you're, you're who I wrote this book for. And really what I wanted to do was put this on a platform that kind of nodded to the open source movement and to just the development process in general. So let me tell you the normal publishing process first and then I'll tell you what we did. So here's how it normally works. You get a book deal, you write your book, you send it in to your editor who gives you some feedback. You send it out to like a dozen family and friends and they all tell you it's great because they're your family and friends. And then you make some edits and then it goes to press and then it's released to the world. So what we did instead was made it uh, on this platform called Gitbook, which is kind of built on the principles of Git and GitHub. Uh, So it's a giant platform that anybody can use that made it free and then we we released it under a Creative Commons license. And we opened it to the world. And I will never go back to the old way of doing it again because what it let us do was have thousands of people come in and read the book and give us feedback and go through the program and tell us what worked and what didn't. Just like software. So it really let us iterate and improve the whole process, but it also let me see what parts of the book were working or what 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 weren't working. I rewrote the intro like five times, constantly kind of A/B testing it. And you never would be able to do that with the traditional process. So I think GitBook and these collaborative types of writing platforms uh, like Medium and like um, Amazon WriteOn and things like that are the future. Of publishing and the great part is you don't need a book deal you can get started today
0: yeah it really allows you to iterate in the process Lop, to ask uh, is it available on EPUB
2: yeah so the other thing that I just love about Gitbook it's such a great platform is super easy to use like a great rich text editor uh, and then you can easily just publish it to uh, a website to uh, you know EPUB Mobi all the you know, electronic book formats, uh, as well as PDFs. So all that comes built in and it's totally free. So it's just such a great platform.
0: So is it really free in the sense like, so can anyone kind of step in, have an idea, start working on a book this way, and there's really no cost to get getting started on the platform and submitting yeah. documents in there?
2: Yeah, currently totally free
0: and how big is that community from a you know it's it takes a community of folks to get in and so how give some general numbers when you when your book was reviewed how many people do you think actually reviewed it uh, you mean our community for the book yeah. or the whole
2: yeah. whole Gitbook?
0: Get, uh, maybe both, if you know numbers for both. If you yeah, I
2: don't know Gitbook. I've spoken with the founders there, and they are uh, just super two really great guys so passionate about like, building this product and, and listening to customers. So uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Uh, Sammy and Aaron are the, are the guys behind Gitbook. But for ours, I think we've had like 20,000 reads so far, something along those lines. And uh, again, that, that kind of beta testing before we release it, it has just made the book so much better than it would have been you know if it was just my editor and
0: my my mom reading it yeah your family friends how did how did oh go ahead Mike oh Mike you're muted man sorry that's why we couldn't hear you
1: <laughs> there, My dog was barking in the back Oh, that's so, okay. There you go. Go ahead. Um so when you release a book this way, I've kind of watched some people do book releases in the past and there's a huge focus on, you know, when it's on Amazon, trying to get as many sales in a certain time frame for, you know, number one bestseller or getting number one in certain categories. Do you think doing this pre-release for free will help that? Because you've already got this this audience that wants to that was to support you and help and they want that book? Or like, is that not even a worry anymore? Do you, are you not focused on the, on those stats?
2: Well, we would like the book to sell well and it needs to sell well in order for traditional publishers to be interested in taking my next book. So that's always, you know, a a big concern. Um, However, I have seen what you mentioned, which is authors trying to kind of game the Amazon algorithm to try to like hit the bestseller list in the first 48 hours. And I don't think that works very well. And I also don't think it's very good for building an audience or for helping people. So part of what we want to do is get this out to as many people as possible, right? And uh, the author Corey Doctorow. Uh, has also made a lot of his books free um, and or available under Creative Commons licenses in addition to being published. And he had this great quote where he said, I'm not interested in, I'm I'm more interested in getting the the maximum number of people under the tent more than I am interested in making sure everybody under the tent has paid for a ticket. (laughs) So in other words, like you want to expand the audience and, and what I want to do is share this with as many people As possible. In the mean, you know, as part of that, we have to sell books. But also, I'm fine with giving it away for free because I do believe in the end that good karma will come back. You know, people will hear about it on your show. They'll love it. They'll go tell family and friends. They'll buy a copy for, you know, they'll put it on their wish list and and they'll order a pre-release. And that will drive uh, Amazon book sales as well.
1: I agree. I really liked it. It was a different way. You're the first person I've heard of that's kind of done it this way. So I kind of like it. I like the idea of the good karma thing, because I think that's so true. You helping people and the tent analogy is perfect. I'm going to use that in the future. I like it.
2: Yeah, it's all this is an experiment. (laughs) Nobody knows. But i got to give credit to my publishers, uh, Simon and Schuster. They've been so open to exploring these new models. I mean, we all know that publishing is undergoing huge changes, and, and we do have to find models that work better, not just for, for us as readers, but also for the companies that, uh, that, <laughs> that publish books, because it does take a lot of time and energy and money to put out a good quality product, which they've definitely done here.
0: John, did you, try the, did you use the method where you released a chapter at a time and let people uh, read those and give you feedback, or was it all at once?
2: Uh, I think it was, it was in sections, if I recall. Okay. So in sections, but pretty quickly staged after each other, because I wanted to make sure I had kind of coherent right. sections right. before I put it up. But things like Amazon Ride-On and those kind of models, are, are, they, they encourage you to do more a chapter at a time.
0: Yeah. And when did you start putting putting stuff out there? Uh, you know, it's going to release here in, in twenty sixteen. When was it first available?
2: I want to say a year ago, but you could oh. go check the, the Git version history.
0: Okay. So it's been out. out it's been out quite a while uh, from that from a from a available to the public standpoint.
2: Yeah, but again, I mean the first draft yeah. was was very rough. Yeah. And so it's been continually modified and, and refined over time.
0: As an author, how easy is it to get that? feedback and not be defensive. I mean, we know on Facebook <laughs> when someone types in all caps or the trolls, you know, say things about that. As an author, how easy was that to get that feedback?
2: Uh, I'll tell you a funny story. So we've, we've done a lot of this pre-release publicity and one of the first things we did was uh, went out to Goodreads, uh, you know, the big, uh, the big reader community and we found people who we thought might be interested, like they liked similar books, and uh, and we asked them if they, you know, preview a, a copy of the book for free. And the first review we got on Goodreads was outstanding. It was five stars. It was just, it was great. I was, I was so happy. And the, se- <laughs> the second one was two stars, and it just said, "Not for me." <laughs> two stars. Who gives a book two stars? Like. Mein Kampf, I don't think I would give that two stars. I mean, (laughs) there was still literary merit to it. Anyway, the whole thing was like, really, two stars. I don't think, though, as an author, that you can get too hung up on any one review despite me ranting about that one. So you try to take things as a whole, and that was what also was useful about the Git model was just like developing software... You know, one user complaining about a bug, you can take it or leave it, but if you hear a lot of users saying the same thing, then you're like, okay, that's that's a, an issue that needs addressing. And so we tried to apply that software model to the book.
0: Yeah, no, very cool. Um, can't. at in Chat, uh, thoughts on an audio version? We're an audio podcast, and a lot of our guys listen to all their stuff via audio. Have you have you worked through an audio part yet, or will Simon Schuster take care of that for
2: you? I think Simon Schuster will take care of that, but yeah, um, I appreciate hearing the uh, the uh, the demand for that because uh, I, I'm very excited about doing the audio version, and yeah. uh, I hope
0: that comes to pass. John, I'm not going to lie, you could kill it with a podcast over this book. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, you absolutely could. A regular. Regular community built around the book where you come out. I mean, the Freakonomics guys did this and have yeah, been that's very, a great podcast. Yeah, been very very successful. I think there's so much good material in here, written so well and, and constructed so well. Just as I read through it, for me, it was just really simple to follow where you were going. The things made sense. You didn't talk too long on, on you know on the pieces. It wasn't all about you. It was about us reading the book. And I just think. As you you know you've started in the open source community. I really man, I really think you you could do a podcast. Have you you done any regular podcasting in in your background at all?
2: Well, I've done an awful lot of podcasts to promote the book, yeah, even I though it's not have. out yet. I bet you it's, have. It's been this year-long promotion effort. Uh, are you but sick I really, of talking do, to
0: us at this point? Is that does it get a no, little? Not at all. No, this is okay, a great good. one. No, no, good, no. Good,
2: you good. guys are good. You're good. good, good. It's going good. 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 Um, but, uh, but I've really enjoyed doing those because you, there is, it's, it's very different from doing TV and radio where you come in and you have three minutes and you've got to be very sound you and know, the hosts are always trying to be funny and clever at the same time. But the beauty of podcasts is it's this just very organic communication medium where you can have these longer form conversations and get more deeply into ideas and do things like take questions from from your audience so I I think it's terrific and uh, I'd be open to doing a podcast I think it'd be cool to do the concentration exercises on a regular basis as a podcast like with uh, with celebrity guests that would be fun
0: yeah have you, have you heard about that 25 minute in the zone model for developers you know for software developers where they they get they, they concentrate for 25 minutes at a time write code and then you take a break Ten-minute break, do something different, and there's even music that's developed. Have you heard of that concept at all? Because I think that plays in nicely with your concentration. In other words, doing work like email, twenty-five minutes, set the clock, boom, go, you know, go like crazy for twenty-five minutes, get in the zone, and then get out. Type thing. Have you heard of that uh, that technique?
2: I have not. I'll check that out. But it is very similar to what we're talking about. It's yeah. like you set aside a, a block of time to to dive deep and to get into that flow. And we talk about that concept of flow, and we all know what flow feels like. It's when things are just going effortlessly and you lose yourself in the work. And programmers or developers know it really well, I think probably better than anyone, because when you're, like, eight levels deep in your code, that you are in that zone. You're in... <laughs> You're in the flow, and if somebody like, taps you on the shoulder and says, hey, you want to go out for lunch? You're like, the whole like, house of cards just falls down, right? And you know it's going to take you 20 minutes to get back into it. So that's, that's what we want to achieve is that, that state, that zone.
0: Mike, uh, any last thoughts as we kind of bring this in for landing?
1: Well, where I thought you were going with uh, what he should be doing, I would love to hear him read the audio book. Like, I think a lot of times there's some authors that I don't think would be a good idea for them to do the audiobook. I'm like, you know, you're a writer. That's kind of what you should stick to. But hearing you on this show has just been like, I would love to hear your – because the way the book is written, especially just the way that it flows is so you and so unique that I think you would be the best person to read that book. So if they give you the opportunity, man, I would – that would be amazing because I am the guy uh, – I have an Audible subscription, and you know, just being yeah. in school and stuff, I don't read books at all for fun. I listen to them. So my wife and I will grab a book, and we travel all the time, and we listen to audiobooks. That's all we do. I would love to hear you read it. That would be fun. Thanks, but I'd like to read it in a very high falsetto. Would that be okay with you, Mike? The certainly, whole book? Certainly. Like this? The whole book, yeah. Chapter one.
0: <laughs> as long as it's because you're sir, so it'd be in a British accent. Yeah, the old yes. English lady. Just British,
1: like, <laughs> British falsetto.
2: <laughs>
0: That's Welcome good, to
2: hacking. I'm Sergio. I'm hungry.
0: Uh, that's good. <laughs> Nicely, you thought this you through. You practiced that, yeah. No you kidding. thought it through. I like that's, it. That's disturbing. Well, I would, uh, I'd, I'd really encourage you. I think, uh, you know, two podcasts a month where you bring in, you know, talk about elements of the book and then bring in your, bring in your audience to, who have great examples of, you know, like my, my workout example, uh, just using that in, that would be a great interview for you to do, bring in and support to support the book, and yeah. uh, and just put a podcast around the book. I'm, you know, with podcasting, I'm like a kid with a hammer. You know, everything looks like a nail, and so <laughs> I think everybody should have a podcast. But uh, John, thanks for taking the time. Did we miss anything in here you wanted to highlight that I maybe not a I didn't ask the question around?
2: You guys did a great job and I just want to tell everybody out there listening, these guys, they put so much work into this podcast and you get it for free, for free and it takes a lot of effort and a lot of time to put these together so you should tell a few people about this, you should rate them, you should subscribe, you should like it, you should share it with some friends, you should tattoo the URL on your forehead if you, if you like it that much.
0: He I'm gonna to totally take that bit and clamor it have you heard of clamor are you familiar with the 18 second clips that you that this all they do is play these clamors over and over again but John thanks for saying that I almost never asked for those but uh, Mike and I were just joking about that earlier off off uh, in the pre-show about the likes and the all that other stuff but Thanks for coming on. Can we follow up with you? Like would it be good to follow up in the spring after the book has come out and just kind of catch up and see how things are going and yeah. that kind of stuff with that Yeah, be I'd thing?
2: love to chat with you guys after the book drops. That yeah. would be a lot of fun. Yeah, this it's has been be a lot of this fun. has been great.
0: Good. Well, hey, I appreciate it. Mike and I, thanks for coming on. Again, I'll put the sh- I'll put the link to the book in the show notes. You can pre-order it on, on Amazon right now, right? If you'd like to do that, I can go out there and and uh, pull that up and pre-order it. I think worth worth having on your shelf. I like that. I read it on my iPhone. So I downloaded the what Mike, what's the version I need for the iPhone? I, I don't even know. What Uyghur, what it what what, what ver, is it ePub or what, what did I download I to make you, it? Uh,
1: I just do the PDFs. That's what makes oh, it easy for me. There you or, go. But or I just do it in the web browser, actually. That was my that's the way I did it.
0: Tons of so, different ways to do it. It worked yeah. on my iPhone. You can go to PDF. You can all those different versions are available for you. And so, no excuse. John, thanks for coming on. We'll let you drop. And uh, thanks for staying up late for us and uh, doing the podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Yep. Thanks a ton. All right. Very good stuff. Way uh, off. You no, know, you go ahead and hang up. You're good. You you, <laughs> you you hang up. You stood really still, like you were yeah, I thought it froze. like you were gone. Hit, <laughs> you thought John, I froze. Hit the hang up button in the upper right hand corner. Mike and I are going to stay on.
2: All right. Sounds good. Thanks,
1: guys. Great,
0: great having you, man. Appreciate it. Bye. Mike Weeger, are you still there? I'm still here. Okay, you your video went away. Oh, really? Yeah. That was weird. Is it back? Nope. It's just you. Oh. It's just your picture. Oh, there you are.
1: Now you're back. Okay. Good. That's weird.
0: Like on the on the live video you're there, but on my video you're not. That's strange. Am I
1: here? Am I not? I don't know. It doesn't matter.
0: Um I'll encourage you guys again, um a very interesting book. And and I you know, I'm not a big I don't recommend books. I don't think I've ever recommended a book ever on this podcast. Not sure I've ever done it. But this is one of those, especially because it's free right now. I really think you should get out there, very, very, and especially for geeks. I think it's just very well written. I think you're going to like it. It's got some great descriptions, but most of all, it's got some really good habits. And us tech guys don't have the best habits, right, Mike?
1: (laughs) No. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um,
0: Got some. This is really weird. I'm excited to get into the
1: second. I want to get to that second section. You know, I I got through that first part of analyzing and it was already just like, boom. Like I was completely honest with the whole wise thing. Like he had me at those sort of stories, the NASA story, uh, just all of that sort of stuff, which, okay. I found it intriguing. He talks about the whole, uh, you know when you're immersed in a movie and you're just you're just immersed in it. And yeah. then I was finding myself with like all of his stories. I was so immersed in, I was just like in the story that he was telling yeah. the NASA example and stuff. Wow. But yeah, no. And it was so different than anything else I've ever read. Now to be fair, I don't read for fun because uh, I don't have time. But it's just different than anything I've ever seen. So that's why I liked it. Was just how of a different angle he took than anyone else.
0: Yeah. I think if you're a geek, you're going to like the book. So get out there. Again, this is one of those, they contacted me and were like, hey, we're, you know, publicity and get a few of those a week from, from folks wanting to, you know, jump on the podcast. And I was like, well, let me read the book. I actually didn't say yes until I had read the whole first chapter. And, once I read it, I'm like, oh, we got to talk about this. This is one of those. It was written so well, I knew my audience would like the read- the the writing style of it. I knew they would enjoy getting into it. The examples are good. So, again, we'll post this. Uh, I'll post the link to it in the show notes. It's out there in the chat room twice, and so we'll post it uh, in the show notes as well. Head over, grab it. It won't be out there forever. Well, maybe it will be, but uh, the book's coming out. I'm going to buy the book for sure. This is a book they oh, have on the shelf. Yeah. yeah, this is a book that you get, and... Uh, you put on yourself. So, John, thanks for coming on. I appreciate that. Hopefully, he's listening to the whole show. A lot of some of those guys don't. But, uh, John, if you were listening to this part, thanks for coming on.
1: All my that. nerd friends, you can just know what you're getting for Christmas 2016. <laughs> That's what you're getting. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it's, I know well, no, not sorry because it's gonna be awesome. But this it is, is it is gonna be I, awesome.
0: I think it's one of those books. When I used to give couples, young couples like you, when they got married, my gift was Larry Briquette's Complete Financial Guide for Young Couples. Right. One of the best books that I ever got for brand new. Married couples that to work together, they have some. There's some things to work through to work together. On getting your finances set up when you're first married, that's super hard. I mean, you guys are you guys are talking about what you're fighting about. I'm surprised you haven't talked about money yet. Somehow well, we took Dave be.
1: Ramsey's financial piece <laughs> before we got married in prep, so we were we were right up the alley. So good, good, Actually, good, That's been one of the better aspects. Yeah. It's pretty clear.
0: Well, I think like for young couples, I think this is going to be my go-to book that I recommend when people are struggling in their career or they're struggling just with finding a career or because there's some really good exercises. Um, It was really funny I was going through some of the exercises that in there and one of the questions he asked is kind of about significance like you know what do you what kind of legacy do you want to leave and and so of course I want to change I want people's lives to be changed positively because of the work I do right that's one of the things that's ultimately at the end of the day I hope people say he changed people's lives in a positive way from that. And I've been and in it in there I wrote down, I thought about, I've been thinking about writing a book. And so I was doing a call to coach just the other night and the coach just pegged me and he's like, So when are we writing that book? I hadn't said anything. And he's like, When are you gonna write that book? And I'm like, What are you talking about? He's like, I you've got a book in you and it's this and he started like schooling me and I and we got done and I
1: I think I'm gonna write a book.
0: So <laughs> Yeah. I'm all
1: for it. Was that Andy that called you
0: out on that? No, no, this is, nobody in our community. This is the crazy thing. This was one of our Australian coaches and I won't talk too much about it. I'm going to, I'm going to, it was interesting that John came on and we talked about this because I've had some questions. I want to write it in an open source format where I can submit the chapters out to you guys, to the listeners. It's perfect. I got 1500 listeners who will give me some feedback, right? And, uh, and so I'm going to get started on that piece. Uh, Oscar who encouraged me to do it he's like I want 30 minutes from you twice a week that's all I want 30 minutes twice a week and I'm like okay and he's like you're gonna dictate it in and we're gonna and we're gonna start from there and I thought okay that's doable it'll take me a year to get through it but it's I one think of those you're gonna
1: get into it and you're gonna love it and you'll have it knocked out so quick I think so Hey, knowing think... the guys in the chat room you have the most critical audience brutally honest audience <laughs> you could ask for so I think it's great uh, all these guys are awesome so.
0: yeah no. So it's interesting that kind of, you know, how your life kind of comes full circle. One of the, one of the, the things I've really been working on, especially with the podcast is not taking any one project and trying to do it all at once, but breaking it down into little tiny components that can be done over time. And then it's just not like, Oh, you know, I've got to do all these edits all at once, or I got to do all this stuff, but little tiny bits. And then pretty soon you're done. And I've even gotten to the point where, you know, it's, it's about a four-hour job for me to produce my podcast. You know the deal. You know how this is, oh, yeah. right? So I've been breaking that down kind of into 45-minute chunks to, so I do this, and then I walk away. You know, so Friday night, I do maybe the first hour of edits, and then I get them uploaded, and I go to bed. And then on Saturday, I pick that up, and I might write the blog post, and that's an hour. Get that done. Then when I get that done, I post it, and I walk away. And I come back and I might upload everything to the various places that needs to go just to kind of break that down into a more manageable kind of than sitting at my desk for four hours, you know, cranking stuff out.
1: Which I'm that's hard to learn to do. It's very hard to learn to break things up. I think I have always been a procrastinator, so naturally that makes you do everything in one sitting. You knock it out. You know, I'm just gonna. My old term was, I'm just gonna sit down and knock it out. I mean, that's just what I used to do. But it, you're so right. It works so much better when you can like divide those things up. And I've I've had to learn that the hard way. Uh, is yeah. that's the way that I'm. That's the way I'm programmed to work. I thought I was a natural, just knock it out guy, but I'm not. That doesn't work out. Uh, best no,
0: community. I'm not either. And I'm yeah. going to I'm going to focus on this 25 minute in the zone idea where I'm, you know, I'm going to sit down and free myself of distractions and work on one thing for that 25 minute period I like before cuz I'm totally distracted with Facebook and cuz it's part of my job, right? And I feel I feel like, you know, if somebody posts something on Facebook, I got to answer it right now as opposed to, you know, it can probably wait 20 minutes, you know, before I get back to it. And so that's one of those exercises out of the book, the thing I'm the worst at is that concentration, and, and, man, I need to practice those concentration exercises for sure, so pretty cool. Well, we want to remind you, if you haven't caught Suit and Scrubs yet, that's uh, Mike's <laughs> podcast going on. I am really enjoying it, Mike. I think it's, it's, it's like nothing like we have in the network. No. It's not tech-based. It's not. It's you and Hannah talking about life. Well, thanks. And I, I, I appreciate it.
1: it. It's, it's, it's honestly just one of the most fun podcasts we do. And the reason I like promoting it is because I honestly think a lot of people will just get a laugh out of it. Yeah. And That's what we are trying to do is just like yeah. if you just want 30 minutes out of your every two weeks, that's all we can give you, but 30 minutes every two weeks just to sit back and just have a, a laugh at our expense, go for it. That's what we want you to do is is just laugh it at our stories. So, um, yeah, that's what we like to do. Suit and Scrubs, 2980network.com slash suit and scrubs. So it was open mic night. But yeah, thank you. I I love I like it. I'm
0: digging it. I'm, I'm I'm excited to watch you guys grow into it. You know, we get a chance to, I get a chance to kind of talk with you a little bit about it each Thursday as we get together. You put it out early in the week. It seems like it's every other week. Yep. And so I get, as soon as it comes out, I start listening to it and uh, 30 minutes or so. So it's not a huge commitment. And uh, um, so I was just listening to that today and I was just like, man, Hannah's getting really good. So, Excited to see her grow. Excited to see you grow through that, and uh, and and well worth watching. Mike uh, Michael Ray had asked when that audio, the audio version is going to come out of that book for uh, for mind hacking, and that Michael he said uh, Simon Schuster is going to control that piece. So probably next year, sometime it's going to come out. We'll we'll wait for that. I hope he does a podcast. That would be pretty cool. Oh, me too. If he would do that as well. We have officially fired up uh, Home Tech Tips again. So if you are a listener here and you subscribe to Home Tech, t- Tech Tips and then you dropped it because I dropped it. I just let it go for about five months. You know, I've been really trying to work on a vision for what Home Tech Tips would be, and I think I've got it. And I think I have a scalable way of doing it. And so um, we are. It that's what I'm trying. And so I'm not going to say any more than that. I want you to go back if you had it. In your subscription, and it just expired inside your Podcatcher. Resubscribe to it. It's going to be really cool. We've queued up two. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, there'll probably be three or four new ones out there. We're doing some some work out of uh, Mike's podcast, Open Mike Night, uh, as well. I've been stealing some stuff from him. And very very short, nothing more than ten minutes. And you can just no no intro, no nothing. We just jump right in. It's six minutes. It's what I get. It's what I get busted for on YouTube all the time, which is for talking too long, you know? So it's just straight, short, straight to the point. Mike, you got a chance to listen to a couple, you know, that I just put out. What'd you think?
1: I love just how short and concise they are. I actually watched them on YouTube. That's where I even noticed it. Cause like, you are so right, you nailed it. I had unsubscribed, or I didn't unsubscribe, but Apple stops getting it when you don't listen to it for a while, so I hadn't actually gone through the act of unsubscribing, but they weren't coming in, saw it on YouTube, it's the perfect length of time. And it's it's my favorite parts uh, of what we talk about in a concise form. So yeah, obviously I'm, sure I'm a no. long form guy. I, lo- I love listening to a full podcast. I want behind the scenes. I want pre-show, post-show, all of it. But I recognize that we are in the minority there. So I love what you're doing. I thought it was perfect. I even messaged you or I was tweeting about it. I'm like, this is great. Yeah. This, this no, is you awesome. kept tweeting.
0: It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Home Tech Tips is a completely separate feed. So go to TheAverageGuy.tv slash subscribe. All the links are there to do the video, audio, two different kinds, video large, video small, and audio is all available for it. We are going to do every once in a while that's only going to come out on audio. Um, I've got some things that I'm working on with Silicon Prairie News that we're going to try. You might want to subscribe to it uh, because we're trying a new format with the news as well. And I'm going to drop that in the home tech tips feed to get your feedback on it. That's a small audience. Uh, I think that I dropped those two and they got two or 300 downloads, which is pretty good for um, screwing around for the last couple, uh, you know, for the last couple months. And so home tech tips, the average guy TV slash subscribe. will get you all the links to that. Uh, resubscribe to it. Give us some feedback. We're going to use it. We're going to kind of monkey around with a few things and see what, uh, See what comes up, but Mike, I think I'm I'm on to something from this shortened version of what
1: we're doing. So, do you do a master network feed? I've always wondered that. I've well, never I have one.
0: It. I have one, but it's ugly. Okay, it I is didn't ugly. know
1: if uh, if that was something that yeah, you. Would you get a thought.
0: lot. You would get a lot of of. Uh, well, I
1: subscribe to it all anyway. That's why I was wondering. I'm like, true. wait, now that I think about That's it. true. I, I it gets to all really messy in the feed
0: though. That's so true. I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it. But head out. Home Tech Tips. We've uh, we've got some new ones coming out. You might want to participate. By the time you listen to this in the recorded version, we'll be super close to the Home Server Show Meetup, September 12th out in Indianapolis. The link will be in the show notes. If There's still time. we got about 33 guys lined up. I think we'll probably get up to 40 by the time uh, we pull the trigger on it here on September 12th. And so we're at the Microsoft headquarters in Indianapolis this time. It's going to be dynamite. I, this, is just, this might be the best meetup ever. I'm super excited about what we have coming. So Mike, sorry you couldn't come. I'm flying anyways. So uh, maybe next year.
1: Yeah, and uh, no show next week, right?
0: Uh, I yes, no show because live I have show. a yes, no live way. show. Yeah, thank uh, you for yeah. I am. Uh, what do I have next week? I got something going on. What did I say? I didn't in the,
1: mind it. It's my first week back in school. So I'm like, wow, that's kind out. of convenient.
0: Does that work out well for you yeah, not works to have out the actually show? Pretty nice, okay, yeah. Yeah. good. Yeah, I think I have a recruiting event, or let's see. What, what do I got going on? Oh, no, we're doing 10 podcasts over a week next week at Gallup. So I'm on at 1 okay. p.m. and 9 p.m. Sunday through Friday. And so I thought, I can't do another podcast while I'm doing that. So we're going to take a week off. You won't notice it in the, in the, in the feed because I'm a week ahead, so we'll we'll use one oh, to get caught up. Perfect. Thank and you. then in a couple weeks, I'll be at the Heartland uh, Developers Conference, and we'll be interviewing a bunch of developers and a bunch of tech guys, and those will show up in later weeks, because uh, I'll be off for recruiting here, coming up, and you guys know, September and October are the busiest months for me. Uh, so hard to uh, sometimes make those. But we will always have a show in the feed, and so those will be available for you as well. I'm available Saturday mornings, 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern, and i ask the podcast coach slash live with Dave Jackson jamming Dave Jackson out there and we uh, that's always a it's always a fun one to listen to and you can call in nobody called in tonight I don't think I didn't I got so caught up in the interview I didn't check so if you called in I apologize for that we will play that next week and last but not least if you use the if you're purchasing on Amazon uh, use the Amazon affiliate link the average guy.tv slash Amazon of course those go into the tech scholarship fund Buy it. I'll buy it. I'll send it to you. You test it. You write it up, and uh, we will get that out on the page. Uh, Speaking of that, we have a guest writer, um, and she has been writing for me now her second post. And so if you want to go out and go to theaverageguy.tv and scroll down to the reviews, the news and reviews, uh, Maria is out there. Maria Ramos has been writing for us. She approached me and said, hey, I'd just like to write for you. I said, great. She's looking for exposure, and I'm always looking for interesting Content, and so in the reviews and how-to section, crowdfunding spreads the word about important solar projects. Solar's near and dear to me. I really like the whole concept of solar. I'd love to have my whole roof in solar here, southern-facing exposure, and I dream about a day of adding power back into the grid. That would be awesome. So if you're into solar, check that out as well. We're out here every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, at theaverageguy.tv slash live. Mike, where do they find you?
1: 2980network.com. Some
0: good stuff going on out there. We'll be back here, did we say next week? Or is that when I'm off?
1: No. I can't remember. Two weeks from now.
0: So next week, no, uh, no, it is next week. We're off next week, and yeah. then the week after that, Mike Howard's coming on to talk about his Hue lighting. So we're going to bring out all the Hue products. I've got some. You've got some. What are you looking at me funny?
1: I think that's the week I'm off. Oh, no. No, no, I don't I don't have to be. I don't it's leave a till tw- Friday morning. I leave the very third. early Friday morning
0: the third september third
1: i leave like at 4 a.m friday morning
0: okay good we'll so you're good. up you're up for that we want to talk about you like very cool all right with that uh, we'll say good night everybody